Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, new week. What's going on, girl? Hey, Ashley. I'm super excited. We're recapping one of my faves. Yes, yes, guys. In celebration of Halloween week that we have now entered, we are recapping throwback cult classic Hocus Pocus. Delora, this film was released by Walt Disney Pictures back in July, actually. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Of 1993. This film grossed nearly $45 million worldwide, but it was not considered a critical or commercial success. It really became a cult classic through annual releases on Disney-owned outlets. And right now, Guys, it is available to stream on Disney Plus. Runtime mm-hmm. of a little over 90 minutes. Director Kenny Ortega. FYI, Wait. kids, a sequel is finally in the works okay finally we've been waiting a very long time there's been so much chatter about this from the talent from all over the place hoping this would happen so written by jen d'angelo directed by ann fletcher set for a fall Mm -hmm. 2022 release as a disney plus original film very excited all right so the original hocus pocus quick summary a curious youngster moves to salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Cast Delora, Bed Midler as Winifred Sanderson. The goat. Fun fact that I learned while researching, this role was supposedly originally written for Cloris Leachman. R.I.P. Cloris really? Leachman. Could you have seen her I in this role? That. No, but... <laughs> It's iconic. It's so ingrained. Exactly. Uh, We have Sarah Jessica Parker playing Sarah Sanderson, which it never dawned on me as a kid that Sarah's playing Sarah. Never. Don't know where I've been. (laughs) The pretty one out of the bunch, though, right? The pretty one. (laughs) Uh, The seductive, and that's on multiple fronts, because she even is seductive in her alluring of children, which we'll get to. We have um, Kathy Najimi as Mary Sanderson, rounding out our trio of Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. Omri Katz as Max. Another fun fact. Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the lead role of Max, but declined it to pursue what's eating Gilbert Grape. That makes sense. Leo was out here in these streets in the 90s. He said he he said he was offered a crazy amount of money, though, and he does not know where he had the nerve to pass this up. He was just so Mm. strong in his desire to portray that character and what's eating Gilbert Grape. Obviously, did not hurt my guy's career whatsoever. Not at all. It was the foundation <laughs> to take him serious. Exactly. Right? First Academy Award nomination. All right. We have 
Thora Birch, who I absolutely love as Danny. We have Vanessa Shaw as Allison, and we have Sean Murray as Thackeray Banks. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 38% critic score, 70, Rush. I know, 71% audience score, and 89% of Google users enjoy this film. Delora, give me your grade for our throwback Halloween film, Hocus Pocus. Oh my gosh, Ashley, I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory. Growing up, as I mentioned previously, church kid through and through, we didn't really do Halloween stuff. We obviously didn't see this movie in the theaters. However, Blockbuster had it available on VHS one uh, weekend and we rented it. And my sister and I watched it like five times before we had to return it. That's how much we loved it. So, and it was like the one like Halloween movie that we were allowed to watch. So this movie gets an A plus for me. All right. It is childhood nostalgia. I am not going to beat this movie up. It still holds up pretty well in my opinion as well. So yeah, what about you Ashley? I would agree. Now, I'm not coming out that strong. It's a B for me. I still love me some Hocus Pocus. The nostalgia factor is comedic Halloween fun. Like you said, it really holds up. It gets a B though. It gets a B for me, which is still strong, guys. Don't be fooled. I still love some Hocus Pocus. All right. Spoiler alert for anybody who has somehow not seen Hocus Pocus at this point. We're about to get into the good of the film. All right, Delora, we start the film back in 17th century Salem, Massachusetts. The Sanderson sisters, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary, who are witches, lure a child to their cabin in the woods to suck the life out of her and regain Mm. their youth. As I mentioned about Sarah, she has this whole seductive song that she sings Mm -hmm. to lure children. Creepy AF. <laughs> right. I loved it. I like, loved it. I said that's some pie piper shit right there. <laughs> yep. Um, Thackeray, a boy from the village, chases after and tries to rescue the little girl who is his little sister Emily, but to no avail. As punishment, they turn him into an immortal black cat, but they don't get to enjoy their youth for long because they did manage to kill little Emily before the villagers come for them and hang them. Too bad Winifred had one last spell from her one-eyed spell book up her sleeve in which a virgin can summon them back on All Hallows' Eve. Delora, watching this as a kid growing up, did this intro frighten you at all? Oh, it was really creepy. I mean, even as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is, (laughs) these are really dark themes here. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I wasn't like scared scared I don't think this movie ever frightened me even as a child I think I I enjoyed the camp I I enjoyed the wit so it didn't it didn't spook me out but yeah anytime you're dealing with you know Salem during that time and witches is always you know something creepy about it you know are you running into the woods to rescue your little sister? We just had your sister on the podcast last week. Are you running into the woods to get her? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Right answer. Right answer. <laughs> All this too. So that means I would never 
live that down. <laughs> exactly. If my brother's listening, Trey, you better come for me every single time. Okay. Okay. Um, I have to agree with you though. I don't remember this ever being frightening to me. I think I was so much more like intrigued. I'm starting to wonder like, was movies like this the beginning of like my fascination with the supernatural, you know? I always watch things with witches. Like no matter how like my mom was so against everything, I love a good charmed, especially yes. the remake. I love witches, the actual, you know, movie with the great Angelica Houston, you know, stuff like Sleepy Hollow is one of my favorite Halloween movies to watch. The one starring Johnny Depp mm-hmm. that came out in the late 90s or early 2000s. Amazing. It's something comforting about it too. It's like Fall, Coco, Dark Nights. I have never heard anybody <laughs> say Sleepy Hollow is comforting, but I get your point though. <laughs> I get your point. As we move into modern day for the film, 300 years later, after the Sanderson sisters have been killed, the story is being told as more of a folk tale to students in high school. So we meet Max, who's new to town from California, and he's a skeptic on all this nonsense, right? Besides crushing on his classmate, Allison, he doesn't seem to be enjoying this move whatsoever, which as a kid, a teenager at that, I can imagine moving from sunny Los Angeles, California to Salem, Massachusetts was a bit of a difference. And I'm sure it's kind of like, you know, I come from the big city and now I'm in some type of folksy small town or what have you. So yeah, and that all the social capital is out the window too. You got to rebuild. So not Exactly. I appreciate the fact that my mom never moved me out of like the schools I was in or like my established friends groups at those ages because I don't think I would have liked it very much either. We see him get jacked. I started high school uh, in a new city. Oh, did (laughs) you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went to elementary and middle school with the same people. But it was bound to happen because the way Detroit is set up, you pretty much test to go into the big three and then if, or move to the suburbs and my parents moved to the suburbs. Got <laughs> so it. my sister grew up with a lot of people she went to school with, but I, I did not. How do you feel about that as an adult? You feel like it's, it's all right? I feel like it plays a role in how I feel when it comes to attachments. Like, you know, since then I've moved multiple times and, you know. There is an adaptability. There is an adaptability that I love and and appreciate about people who get moved around. Like, it's very Mm -hmm. much like you you go with the flow, you figure out how you need to maneuver. So I think it's Mm -hmm. definitely like a life skill building type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I, we can make a friend out of anybody, so. Very true. <laughs> Very true. We see, we see Max get Jack for his Nikes, which really pissed me off. But his little sister, Danny, who's eight years old, wearing a full red lip, might I add. Yeah, uh, she was serious. <laughs> she was. She is adamant about enjoying herself and going out to trick-or-treat, as it is, of course, Halloween, Delora. They end up at Allison's house, which is impressive AF. Allison clearly comes from money. Yes, yes. And they all decide to take a little field trip to the old Sanderson house, which for some reason, these people decided to have operating as a museum at some point in time. WTF. The ignorance. If the story isn't passed along accurately, the ignorance of it all, right? And can we give a shout out to Allison's family's costumes? I was so impressed with their costumes growing up. I was like, I, I mean, I knew what they were going for. They were going for, you know, 
the Salem witch trial time, right? With the, the ensemble. Yes. Lovely. It was definitely very um, impressive. But again, I was like, oh, y'all come from money. Of course, y'all can have coordinated uh, era specific yeah. outfits and wigs and all this yeah. stuff. Do you have a favorite <laughs> Halloween costume that you remember from growing up? We didn't celebrate Halloween, so no. <laughs> I think I remember you saying that now. I'm trying to How think if you? I had a favorite, maybe Catwoman. I got to be Catwoman one year. That was fun in the Michelle Pfeiffer era because I was, yeah. that's still, Batman Returns still lives, holds up as possibly my favorite Batman film. So you said the one with Michelle Pfeiffer. I love that cat suit outfit because it's all stitched together. Yes. You got the phenomenal. whole head garb. Like Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer was born to play Catwoman, yes. period. At 1000%. Now I will say as an, as an adult in the work, uh, in work spaces, um, I've dressed up as a minion and um, <laughs> ham of a ham sandwich. You know what I mean? One of those throw-on <laughs> costumes. So I was the ham part, and David was like the cheese or something like that. I love um, and and I brought it in costumes for my my best work friend Helen. Hi Helen. Hi Jessica and Allison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm re I'm rediscovering my love of dressing up as an adult. My next thing is I want to be some type of 70s era um, musician like Diana Ross or, you know, just one of those. Oh, yes. I want to wear my hair really big. I want to wear oh, the yeah. outfit. Like I'm going to do that whole thing. So more to come on that. Guys. Ooh, what's her name? It's, it's escaping me like um, Donna Summer. Donna Summers. Yeah, yes. she's on the she list. Look. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah. And this came from my cousin. She's like, oh, one year you should just like have your hair blown out really big. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. I'm doing that very soon. So y'all stay you tuned. You have the torso for it. Thank you. Everything was belly. Everything That's was belly. That's why I'm going to do 70s. Aaliyah. Aaliyah's <laughs> on my list too. Okay. Got to get them abs while I still got them. All right. So Max decides he wants to go to the old Sanderson house. Why, Delora? Because he wants to spend more time with his boo, Allison. May I just say, Danny's commentary on Max loving Allison's boobs was super cringy at my big age. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, I don't think I really paid that much attention. I've watched this movie so many times. I think it didn't really stick, you know? It didn't register. Mm -hmm. yeah I was like oh Danny stop it stop it this is, and we're this talking is about wrong. the 90s this is such a crude time and you know to your point previously about him being bullied I was just like was bullying ever that blatant and so gross and I feel like they're that type of bullying is always highlighted in 90s films and it was you just so I mean? lame it was just so lame yes. like the jokes the way they went about it I was like this y'all don't know nothing about being a bully <laughs> like this yeah, is so goofy exactly. <laughs> all right so at the museum Max decides because again he doesn't believe in any of this stuff Delora he decides to light the black flame candle thinking oh it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus <laughs> just read that a virgin lighting this candle would summon the Sanderson sisters and he was so wrong about this being a bunch of bs right now were you surprised that in 300 years Max was the first goofy ass teenager to be able to do this <laughs> well if I think back to when I first watched it of course it didn't cross my mind and even to this day yeah I'm surprised that he's the first but I always love you know that's that's the magic of these type of movies right 
that one time when all the stars align, this happens. And we've had the right heroes. We've had Binks there guarding Sanderson House as this black cat for all this time. We see him even jump on Max to try to stop him, but to no avail. Mary's ability to smell children almost got them got Delora, but they managed to mm-hmm. escape with Winifred's spell book and Thackeray Binks as that black cat in tow. So, Ashley, what's the age range for a child? <laughs> Anything younger than 13? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question because when they when I was reading about this, they were saying that originally they were going to have them all be much younger and they realized that made it scarier to have them all really mm-hmm. young. So that's why they made them mm-hmm. teens. So I guess maybe children is supposed to be 18 and under for the sake of Mary's powers. Okay. That's what I'm okay. going That's what I'm running with because I'm assuming that Max and Allison are like, 15 16 yeah and the fact that uh danny reminded me so much of Bink's sister like i I, yeah it just was kind of creepy like they seem like they could be like the same size and everything and they was intentional yeah because they played up the relationship between binks and danny throughout the Mm -hmm. film right so Mm -hmm. My adult brain be thinking too deep on these movies, though, because I wondered why Banks, if he can talk, we find out he can speak, did not talk back in the day to his family to tell them who he was because they were like, oh, his family never knew what happened to them. Was it supposed to be the era? He just didn't think that they would understand. Yeah. What witchcraft is this? You know, I yeah, yeah, I don't think they would have been able to handle it at all. We find out from Winifred that the spell that brought them back only lasts for the night. So they are in a little bit of a hurry to get back the spell book, rebrew Winnie's potion to suck the lives out of all the children of Salem and live forever. The antics (laughs) of the night entailed Winifred resurrecting her unfaithful lover, Billy, to chase Max and co., the sisters learning about public transportation on their way to try to round up children for slaughter and the Halloween party hosted by a faux devil and Medusa. Now, is it strange that Gary and Penny Marshall, who are siblings, played husband and wife in this film? (laughs) You know, they have been so integral to movies. I think it was probably mainly a joke. You know what I mean? Um, I honestly thought Gary was the uh, director of this. I'm sure he probably was a producer. I'm sure they both were producers on this film. So I was surprised to see that it was actually Kenny. But um, I actually got a laugh at it, frankly. Well, it was funny, um, a funny moment because he's dressed up as the devil and the sisters think that he really is the devil. They're like, master. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was just so ridiculous. It was such a ridiculous moment. So I I don't think as a kid, I thought anything of it. Even as an adult, I'm like, well, they didn't have any like intimate scenes or anything to make it creepy. They were at the phase of a marriage where, you know, the woman supposedly just nags at the guy and the guy has heart, his heart if he had a hearing (laughs) or something. (laughs) He definitely booted them out the house because again, Sarah's up here dancing with somebody else's man, mm, being mm, real problematic. <laughs> I mean, that was the ooh, good callback. That was the whole reason. And Bet Miller too. I'll be forgetting, man. That's the whole reason mm-hmm. why too. They've been all in our conversation. Absolutely. Look at that. <laughs> That's in Stockard Channing. That's the whole reason why Billy 
got got by Winifred because Sarah was messing around with him too. And when he was like, uh uh-uh, poison you, Mm -hmm. I'ma sew your mouth shut, you're Mm. gone, you're deceased. So, you know. That is talk talk about a woman's scorn. Oh yeah. (laughs) Winifred was not playing with y'all. And one of the most iconic scenes from the film, the Sanderson sisters follow Max, Danny, and Allison to an adult Halloween party attended by Max and Danny's parents and literally put a spell on the attendees to dance until they die with a rendition of the tune i put a spell on you yeah and now yes, you're yes. gone or you're mine gone. you're mine. mine okay mine, mine. <laughs> and then eventually you say so long or you know y'all know that, the song y'all know the moment that uh the way she hit that note bye-bye I wondered as I was watching it this last time if they're the fact that they can cast spells with music was supposed to be akin to Lucifer because of the fact that Lucifer Mm. was the angel of music yep look at you going deep cut yes sis I just you know great point thought about it would you have believed your kids if they came to you for help with this problem of resurrecting some witches you know that's a tough one right <laughs> i like to say of course but if they're known to be tricksters it might be a little bit difficult to believe but i don't play with spells i've said this before in um podcasts even though i love a good supernatural moment with witches and what have you whenever there's a spell that messes on mute i don't know if this is real or not I'm not about to get got. Sometimes the symbolisms <laughs> be real. And I'm just like, uh-uh, not today. I'm not going to lie. I watched the new iteration of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. That shit is dark. Okay? Yeah, I tried to watch. I tried. Ashley, okay. David and I set up and watched the first season and I just felt gross. I'm like, it was probably the Lord telling me, you know better. Because <laughs> the way they would say, you know, hell, you know, the dark one or whatever, with no, I mean, it was just every other phrase throughout the whole the, yeah. the whole series. Because the aunts just, were like followers of Satan on her 16th yeah. birthday. She has to decide whether or not she's going to give over her soul, right? I mean, that was way different than the Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina, the teenage witch, lighthearted exactly. version we enjoyed as children. Yeah, that was the gateway drug. Maybe that's what that, that's why we probably should be watching. Not the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> they say we're going to keep it light and fluffy for now. But like I was saying, I, don't, I genuinely don't listen to some of that stuff because I'm like, I don't trust Hollywood to make sure this ain't some real Latin something or other (laughs) David thinks I'm insane but my mom's done it and I've grown accustomed to it and that's just my life (laughs) to say that there are not people who really follow certain things and cast spells is just false I mean that is really happening out here in this world it really is and I just don't I I I just don't want that in my life if I can control it that's all (laughs) and that's why I don't do ghosts and demons Delora I don't need that ish coming in my house okay um Max and company thought that they had killed the sisters when they lured them to a kiln in the local high school and burned them alive but as we know from any good horror movie it takes quite a bit to really kill the bad guy they are never done after that first time 
when they're already dead. <laughs> Technically, right? And they have yes. magic protecting them for this 24-hour period, whatever period, exactly. until dawn, until dawn. Until dawn, yeah. Um, in another moment of, I call it stupidity, um, and just as time was running out on the spell, Allison opens Winifred's book, sending a beacon to the sisters of their location. Binks had warned them not, not to open that up. book. The sisters end up coming they, to the house. They, just, they did think they were dead, right? They did, but so, it don't matter. I told you, yeah. see, this is white people. Obedience. Stop doing the most. Stop it. Don't check the creek, Okay. You, you've seen that recent meme where they were like, Black folks, when they hear some noise, they stop what they're doing for like two minutes. If that's not real, <laughs> if that's not my life, and I we don't, don't know run towards noises, we don't sure run don't. towards danger, we don't go investigate what's going on in that room. We pray, we yes. hope that whatever it is leaves. And we also run in the opposite direction. If y'all don't know this, if we have any listeners who don't know this basic rule of life, if you see somebody running, you run. You, running. you don't ask any questions. You wait till no. y'all get to wherever everybody else is running to. And then you stop and say, what the fuck is going on? You might want to ask while you're running, what's up? You know, just, just so no, I know. I don't have no time. Yeah. No I'm time. gone. But no, it is, it is just a rule of life. When you see people running, you run too. You just never know. This happened to me recently in the Lenox Mall in Atlanta. Okay, there was a shooting oh. out in the parking garage, and we were yes. told that it happened yes. inside the mall. So we see people running. We did wow. not stop until we got up to the second floor, and then everybody stopped and we said, "What the fuck is going on?" Basic rule of life. Take that yes. with y'all. That's y'all knowledge drop for today. If you don't know, now you know. Okay, <laughs> the sisters come to the house and they take the book. They take Danny. And they take mm. Binks, okay? Mm. Sarah uses her creepy ass song yet again to lure all the kids in town to the Sanderson house. But Max and Allison, they managed to get there in time to rescue little Danny before the sisters can take her life. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I really like that song. I was the kid who was in band or oh God. You know, orchestra, not orchestra, symphonic band or whatever. I love a good gothic minor moment. I was like, oh, this is just eerie. And I'm like, how you play this? I was I was here for it. Come little children, I'll take thee away. I mean, she got I me. Mean, all the lullabies are, you know, toxic AF for sure. Yeah, but I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker played the mess out of that part. She was dingy but when it came mm -hmm. time to do her because that's one thing that I noticed now watching it is all of them had their part to play right you had Mary they who could the smell the children mm -hmm. you had Sarah mm -hmm. who could lure the children and then you had Winifred who was the brains of the operation so mm -hmm. Sarah played her part and she played it well she knew the assignment she did Max destroys the potion after they save Danny, save for one vial's worth left. Winifred decides that Danny is the only kid she wants to kill because of all things, she had the audacity to call her ugly. Delora, with wow. their lies on the line, is that not the definition of petty? Oh yeah, she must be a cancer. In our final act of the film, Max takes the last of the potion to save little Danny, but the gang, which now includes Billy, manages to foil them 
right in time for the sun to rise and the sisters to return to dust. Mm-hmm. In a scene that touched me even as a kid, we see Thackeray Banks finally pass away and his spirit free to return alongside his sister, Emily. Did this get you as an adult or as a kid, this moment of reconciliation between these siblings? It's me every time. It's giving me real Casper vibes. Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Yes, yes. Well, I like that creep. It again, it's something about these movies that have a level of creepiness. I'm not gonna lie, but it's like just enough to keep you interested, you know? And I just it was very heartwarming and made all the shenanigans of that night worth it. Speaking of Casper, I'm glad you brought it up because it was on my list of possible throwbacks for us to do for Halloween. And when I tell you, it still breaks my heart that he was not able to use that last vial of whatever elixir to come back to life because they had to save Christina Ricci's dad who dies. Uh Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's devastating. And that amount of self-sacrifice on the part Mm -hmm. of, because he's still a child at the end of the day. Yes, he's a ghost, but he was still a child. It still just devastates me every time I watch that movie. The theme that gets me for that movie is the flashback to his life and how he died. Like that was the the gut wrench, you Mm. know? And I just loved how, you know, she became more familiar with the house. Like she found all the hidden runes and things like that. So yeah, that actually is like, they're kind of all in the same genre for me like you know Casper this movie um the Adams family again yeah. the great Angelica uh Houston um again Christina Ritchie again Christina is I love Christina Ritchie I've been on yeah. such an Adams family binge I was re-watching Adams family Adams family values like every time it was available to watch over like the last year it was like my quarantine oh, I love movie that favorite I don't know why yeah and actually the second one I believe is the second one I love to watch around Thanksgiving like what she does for Christina Ricci was woke Christina Ricci was woke and I didn't even know what that meant as a child I was like you better tell her could not respect it right the way it needed to be as a child but today today let them burn (laughs) she was awesome diabolical ish um she does not put some respect on wednesday adam's name one last thing i want to say about casper the can i keep you that line is one of my favorite movie lines of all time it's actually kind of creepy out of context but yes (laughs) i thought it was romantic maybe i'm crazy yeah because when we got a chance to see casper's real form i was like who is yes can i keep you if a man said that to me lord jesus all right let's move on (laughs) uh the parents because again they were under a spell we see them get released as well from their night-long dance party just none the wiser which is so emblematic of like kids movies of like the 90s where kids go through all this shit and the parents are oblivious right (laughs) just totally oblivious to the drama and to what your kids have possibly gone through so I have to say though, uh, the mom's outfit was even as a kid, I knew who she was. I was like, oh, that's Madonna. You Absolutely. know, with the code. It's just it's so funny what 
you pick up as a kid and you don't really realize it until like it shows up in reference in something in other media right whether it's books tv movies what have you yeah i mean it was iconic obviously uh in i guess american culture you know that madonna outfit was it would be like peak it was peak madonna early yeah like that or like um uh the whole virgin ensemble uh would have been you know easy call outs for madonna costume but Mm -hmm. do what are your final thoughts on our throwback recap of hocus pocus my final thoughts it was so well acted ashley i loved the sanderson sisters i mean they made the movie that iconic red hair and and those kissy lips with her lipstick and everything like that yes red hair phenomenal (laughs) your twin ashley and then (laughs) kathy i was like oh my goodness you know i remember seeing her again in sister act Mm -hmm. it was just it what a time to be alive again peak 90s kid we saw this movie via blockbuster over a long weekend it was such a good time and I watch it faithfully every year so I'm so happy we got a chance to recap this what are your final thoughts same same I'm I'm just looking forward to the sequel I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this story now that we are you know so many years removed um an article that I dropped uh for you and me is the fact that mm. the Sanderson sisters seem like they're the only ones of the original cast who may be returning. Um, oh, Cause no. we have uh, Vanessa who played Allison saying that she hasn't been asked to come back. She hasn't been asked about it. It seems like maybe they're going to do a refresh with some new, a new group of kids, which I understand, but I want to see the OGs included. I always want to see the OGs included. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the one thing I'm going to say, I forgot to mention also Binks. His accent was awful. Like as an adult, <laughs> it makes me laugh because you know, as an adult now, we've watched so many excellent period pieces. You know what I mean? Whether even freaking watching Outlander or The Crown, what have you, he was laying it on thick. And sometimes rewatching it makes me laugh because it's like, oh no, stop! Or I, you know, <laughs> I can't do a British accent, but it's just, you know, not the best. <laughs> As a child actor, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even think about it, but you watch way more British period dramas than I do. I sure do. I sure do. We are going to take you as (laughs) for your expert word on it. All right, guys, we so hope that you enjoyed this throwback Halloween recap of the 1993 film Hocus Pocus. Make sure you get your watch in for the season and enjoy. On that note, Delora, let's move into our hidden gems of the week. Hit me with your hidden gems. All right, Ashley, I have one hidden gem this week and it's a podcast. It's actually one of my favorite podcasts. If you don't know, now you know it is called Therapy for Black Girls. Oh, it is such an excellent podcast. It is not meant to substitute a real relationship with a professional. She says that all the time. <laughs> but she, she's done some phenomenal um, episodes. Uh, I mean, recapping Molly and Issa's relationship on Insecure. Oof, and more recently, juicy. that was a good episode and uh dr joy that's her name 
she did this episode back in August, August 25th specifically. Uh, it's titled, How Horror Films Help Us Process Life. I probably should have talked about this with my sister. <laughs> with her being such an avid horror film um, watcher, you know, it's like. She didn't even she know she was getting some therapy. Yeah, exactly. But um, she has Dr. Um, Lana Holmes to talk about her interest in horror films and how she actually has work around it and it helps people with their trauma and survival. I thought that was fascinating. I've heard people have conversations about horror too uh, on how like based off what America is going through society or societally what's going through has a direct reflection in our consumption of media and things like that so that makes sense because nobody was trying to watch like really sad dark things in 2020 nobody no one no especially not political during uh some a lot of moments and could not survive okay v V had to end because they were like we can't outdo these real life shenanigans (laughs) and like i mentioned before mess singer is a hit because of how ridiculous it is it is so (laughs) mindless so i say all that to say phenomenal episode worth a listen it's more of a you know an educated um conversation of you know horror our lives and as i mentioned coping mechanisms and things like that so this is in honor of our halloween episode (laughs) so Way to stay on theme. (laughs) What's your hidden gem? Yeah, I did not stay on theme this week. Sorry, guys. Um, I have three (laughs) this week, two of them. And and my really literally came from what I consumed over this past like weekend weekend. And I was deep in some Netflix. Okay. I watched season two of the Babysitters Club. Me and Delora love this show because it's, again, nostalgia from our youth, right? I used to check these books out from the library, guys. I love me some Claudia from the core cast. And we are also in season two seeing some of the younger crew uh, from the books being included. So it's just such sweet, family-friendly content. And I just love it Mm -hmm. for that because, you know, there's so much out there that's, you know, sexual or deep or scary or whatever. Everything is in May, Ashley. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, my second hidden gem, You, season three. Woo, I have talked about this show. I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Joe Goldberg is back with a baby. Now, I cannot say that this season was the strongest or quite as satisfying for me as the first mm-hmm. two seasons, but the reason why it's kind of it felt like we were spinning our wheels just a little bit but season four is already a go at Netflix and I'm still on this ride likely till the wheels fall off guys so I binge this real quick and uh I'm ready for season four all right my third and final hidden gem for this week what happened Brittany Murphy it's a doc on Mm -hmm. HBO Max two episodes I remember personally being shocked at Brittany Murphy's sudden and unexplained death at the time and all the shadiness that really ensued thereafter and like conspiracy theories about her husband Mm -hmm. and her mother did she poison them because her husband died shortly thereafter like it was just a lot and you remember she was with Ashton Kutcher and she had broken up with him and with this older yes Simon Monjack I mean it was just a whole thing at the time so Mm -hmm. 
I will say about the dot two part two episode documentary, I did learn some things particularly regarding Simon and kind of it seemed like he was a scheming, lying, manipulative type of person. But one note, yeah, she fell for that okie doke. One note to the folks who produced, directed and edited this documentary, making her movie lines ominous and part of the storytelling about her death was in very poor taste in my opinion and really turned me off to the tone the overall tone of the documentary so yes I did learn some things but for any future documentarians out there I would not follow that formula it was very off-putting so those are my three hidden gems for the week Delora again guys enjoy Halloween this weekend if you're going out if you're getting dressed up Cannot wait to see some people's costumes and what y'all are getting into. Enjoy, and we will see you next time. Bye.